Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome into the conversation. Today, I want to talk about an internal process that you can go through to assess whether or not you should get a coach or get a course. Essentially, assess whether or not you even have an issue worth dealing with. So, why am I talking about this today? Well, for one, it benefits me. It benefits me in having you assess whether or not you might be a good fit for my current coaching program that I've created with Meg Lamb called Being Your Authentic Self, A Deep Dive into Boundaries. We're currently in the home stretch of registrations, and we're going to close registrations any day now. But the other reason is I want to empower you, and ultimately that is my main objective in everything that I do. I want you to walk away empowered to be able to make decisions and create the life you want for yourself. And so I'm going to share a framework, a questioning framework by which you can apply to yourself looking from the outside in on your life and assessing whether or not you have anything to work on and (laughs) assessing whether or not you have anything worthwhile to change. Because the problem is when you're looking at something through your eyes, all you know is all you know. And what you don't know, you don't know, you don't know it. You actually have blind spots, meaning there's aspects of your experience that are outside your conscious awareness. They're there, but you're not present to it. They're actually impacting your life, and you don't know why things are happening the way they're happening. Because just moving about our world, we tend to have a story on why things are showing up the way they're showing up. The story allows us to tolerate a less than desirable situation, because we can simply explain it. We have an idea of why it's there, how it's persisting, how it's showing up, what the dynamic is, and what stops us from moving forward. See, we have a story about the whole thing. And so I'm going to present you with a framework which will assist you in identifying whether or not you want to move forward, identify what or where you might need to apply your effort. And for the context of this episode, I'm going to be referring to, of course, my coaching program around boundaries, around being authentic, but I'm going to also intersperse that with other perspectives that will allow you to consider these ideas in multiple contexts. And so the first question, I want you to entertain the idea that if nothing changed in your life, if nothing changed, what is the predictable, almost certain future, say, a year down the road, two years down the road, five years down the road? Because if you always do what you've always done, you're going to always get what you've always gotten. And so if nothing changed with your relationships, if nothing changed with you, if nothing changed with your life over the next three to five years, Would you be satisfied? Would you be happy? And if the answer is yes, then there's really nothing to do. You're already living an aligned life. Your decisions and your behaviors are in alignment with what matters most to you. But if you were to forecast out into the future and nothing would change over the next three to five years, in fact, it would be rather disappointing if nothing changed or it would potentially get worse then that means there's some creative tension in your persona. There's some inspirational dissatisfaction. But you may not yet know exactly what's dissatisfying about your current situation. You just know that it could be better. 
The next question is to take a look at the different eras of your life. And there's about a dozen facets or aspects of your life. There's relationships, there's personal finance, there's career, there's health, there's fitness. And in the context of relationships, there's intimate relationships, there's family relationships, there's acquaintances, and there's work relationships. And then there's that category of strangers. You come in contact with people that you don't really know, yet they influence your life in one way or another. And so again, you look at the different aspects of your life and where is the greatest level of dissatisfaction? What areas are the most uncomfortable for you? Which in your estimation have the the opportunity for the greatest amount of growth? And so in the context of our coaching program, one of the questions we ask is to have you identify three to five relationships of which you are giving up your power. Three to five relationships that could be or have the potential for being much better than they are. And one of the ways we assess that is by having an ideal. Like if everything was perfect, what would be my ideal relationship? What would be my ideal interaction? And unfortunately, inside relationships, this is sometimes a hard question because some, you know, all you know is all you know. And if you have a history of less than amazing relationships, or they're not necessarily as wonderful as you think they could be, then there is something in your makeup, there's something in your behavior, a pattern of behavior that you move or or exhibit or express in each and every relationship. And so the defining questions that we ask to identify if there's any issues with boundaries are these. Is there any area that you're giving up your power? Do you feel like you can be yourself unabashedly, unapologetically just show up as yourself or do you temper your behavior in order to fit the expectations of the other people you're engaging with do you feel like you're being seen in the relationship heard in the relationship are you appreciated and valued or do you feel like you're taken for granted if a person answers yes to all these questions typically there is a need for a new boundary in that relationship in that area A new pattern of behavior needs to be expressed. And again, the only thing you can control is you. So when we set boundaries, therefore your behavior, they're what you will tolerate inside a relationship or not tolerate inside a relationship. But the boundaries are set for you to define where you begin and where you end. They are the parameters or the boundaries of your self-identity. And in the lack of boundaries, we end up feeling like we can't be ourselves, like we're not being accepted. We feel many times as if our wants and needs are secondary, way down the list. And at the moment, we don't need to know why you don't have boundaries in those places, just the fact that we don't have boundaries. There's lots of different reasons, and most of them stem from the past on how you were brought up and how you were treated, what you were trained to accept. And most of those feelings are less than desirable. They don't meet our ideal. And so that's with boundaries. Let's consider another aspect of life as we consider the the comparison and contrast with our ideal in our current state. Let's consider fitness. What my ideal might be at my age is to be able to walk up the stairs or run up the stairs with ease, without any aching in my joints, and walk up without being winded. And let's say that I need a relative amount of strength. I want to be able to pick up a a large box or a bag of dog food and not strain my back, not hurt my muscles. I want to be able to do that easily and without effort. 
And then I can also look at other aspects of fitness and health as far as blood pressure, resting heart rate, active heart rate. What's my endurance level? Do I have energy that lasts throughout the day or do I get tired doing the minimum things? And then I can also look at nutrition. I can look at how is food impacting me? How am I processing my food? How's my digestive system? How's my metabolism? Is my body weight in alignment with my height? What's my body mass index? Is that average? Is it appropriate? Am I over in any area? And of course, these are just a few of the indices that I can look at to determine whether or not I have an area of improvement. What's the ideal and where am I currently in relationship to my ideal? Generally, there's a gap between where you are or the current state of affairs and where you'd like to end up or where the ideal is. And that gap is referred to as the performance gap or also sometimes as the creative tension. But just knowing that there is a gap between where we currently are and where we would like to end up or what our ideal is, is not sufficient for us to change. A lot of times we think it is. We often think that all we have to do is throw this intention out into the future, focus on the desire, and that in and of itself should be enough to move us forward. That should be enough to get us motivated. And we might be. We might be motivated for the first few days or so, but we tend to exhaust ourselves because the motivation, the the fuel behind it, the juice behind it isn't enough. And this is also evident inside relationships where people have poor boundaries because they tolerate it. They've let it go so long that it feels like it's normal. And there's not sufficient pain, there's not sufficient dissatisfaction to change anything. There's this idea that I can get along with this. It's not that bad. Famous last words to keep you stuck where you are. It's not that bad. And so step three in this process of self-reflection is to take a look and become present to, aware of, the impact of not changing. So let's say that you have relationships where you don't feel like you can be yourself or be completely honest, that you have to temper your expression in a way where it fits somebody else's agenda, somebody else's idea of what's appropriate for you or the relationship. So What's the impact on you? What's the impact on your self-esteem if you don't feel like you can truly express yourself? That if you were to express yourself, that it would meet with resistance. What's the impact to your life? Typically, the impact is a lot of resentment and contempt for the other person. Now, contempt and resentment begins the death of the relationship. When you constantly think of the other person with contempt and resistance... There's not a lot of room for love and acceptance. And so the relationship dies by the inch and, unfortunately, your self-esteem dies by the inch. And what I mean when I say your relationships die by the inch, you die by the inch, is that it doesn't happen all at once. It happens incrementally over time, day by day, moment by moment, decision by decision, You feel a little less than you were yesterday. The relationship feels less than amazing than it did yesterday or five years ago. You feel less than amazing. You feel less impressed with yourself. You wonder, what happened to the person that started this relationship five years ago, ten years ago? They were so full of life. They were so full of energy. What happened to them? I once had a client come to me. She was in her 40s. She had been married for 19 years. 
her husband actually left her for a younger woman. She said, here I am, 43, I'm divorced, and as I look back, I don't resemble anything that I was when I was younger. All the things that I loved about myself, all the things I enjoyed doing, all the ways I loved expressing myself, how I dressed, how I danced, all that's changed. I don't even recognize who I am anymore. I look in the mirror, and I don't see the person I thought I was. And as I think about it, I realize it was my fault. I gave up pieces of myself each and every day, each and every week, year after year. I gave up my career. I gave up my friends. I gave up my hobbies. I was everything he wanted me to be. I showed up. I talked about the subject he wanted to talk about. We saw the movies that he wanted to see. I revolved my life around him. And what did it get me? Nothing. In the end, he ends up leaving me for someone younger, a prettier, younger version of me. There was no guarantee. There was no... Why did I sell myself out? I don't understand that. And so she wanted me to answer that. I said, it's pretty simple. You simply put yourself second. You put his wants and needs ahead of yours. And so there wasn't very much left over for you. And so the long-term impact of not having boundaries, not establishing boundaries for your life, for your relationships, is that you end up living your life for someone else. You don't live your life for you. And this happens all across the culture. Everyone's heard of the midlife crisis, and essentially that's what happens. Suddenly, people begin looking around their life, realizing that they've lived their life for everyone but themselves. Something happens to make them realize that if they don't do something, they don't do something today or tomorrow, that they're not going to be happy at all. And so then they do something, anything, to move in a new direction. And this is the point that you want to be at when you're initiating change and transformation in your life. You want to become present to the impact to the point that it's painful, that it's unbearable. It becomes inspirational dissatisfaction. Because without that, you will continue. You will languish just like that woman did for 19 years, only to come to a point where no one was looking out for her, where she should have been looking out for herself. But she was doing the best she could with what she had. And that's what we do. We live the story of our programming. Without intervention, without any change, we will perpetuate the past. We will perpetuate patterns that we've adopted over time, and we will continue with the same drama, the same story, over and over and over again until we're ready to make a change, until we're inspirationally dissatisfied with the way things are going. Because we can see it. We can see the writing on the wall. We can see how it's going to end up. We see the momentum of where our life is taking us, and we say, hey, I don't want to go there. And so we stop. And so even though out in the world there's a large number of people with boundary issues, They're not going to do anything because it just hasn't gotten painful enough yet to do anything different. They can tolerate it. They can make it work. It's not that bad. On the fitness side of it, from that aspect, you take a look at what are the current conditions. Is it desirable? How bad is it? If it perpetuates over time, if it continues the way it is, how bad is it going to get? And you stack the pain on top of pain, disappointment on top of disappointment, And I look at different people in their life that have let their health go. And that becomes a motivator for me to begin doing something today. Because if I wait, 
I'm going to end up just like them. And those people that I look at that have let their health go, that have let their weight go, that have less than a desirable relationship with their body, they become a cautionary tale that if I don't do something today, I'm going to end up like them. And so that gets me to the gym. That gets me out on the walk. It gets me moving in the world in a way where I'm taking care of my health and fitness. Going back to my young woman, I consider her young at 43. She still had a lot of life left, but she was at a point where she was inspirationally dissatisfied. She was never again going to sell herself out. She wanted to put the boundaries in place, put the behaviors in place to where she put herself first. In the context of the airline, when you're hearing the pre-flight instructions, if there's a sudden loss of cabin pressure and the oxygen mask drop down, Put the mask on yourself first. Make sure you're taken care of so you can take care of your loved ones. And when you have more to give because you take care of yourself, then you actually become a greater contribution. You become more attractive, more valuable to others because you are taking care of yourself first. You put yourself first so you have more to give others. And so where are we? Let's reassess what we've done so far. So you want to take a look at the different areas of your life. Where's the greatest potential for improvement? What's the ideal? Compare where you are with where you want to go. Is there a gap? What's the predictable, almost certain future in the next three to five years? Will anything change? Will you have a sense of satisfaction about your life? Or will you be spiraling downwards? Will you be dying by the inch? Will things get worse? even worse, over time. And this is where we become very present and aware of the impact on our life, the impact on our self-esteem. What is it costing us to not do anything? What's it costing us to say it's not that bad yet? How bad does it have to get before you do something about it? You see, in your mind's eye, you can stack these painful events, these painful perceptions in a way where it motivates you even more, motivates you to action. Most people acquiesce, they give in to circumstance until, you know, circumstance after circumstance happens and dissatisfaction after dissatisfaction happens and they tolerate it and tolerate it until one day something happens and no longer do they want to tolerate it. That's enough. That's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And if you don't know what that means, the straw that breaks the camel's back, because I know a lot of you are much younger, you didn't have to really deal with camels very much in your in your life. And so if you have a camel sitting on the ground and you start piling stuff on top of it, and so you throw a bundle and the camel goes, and that's fine. You put another bundle on and the camel grunts and groans. And you put another bundle on and the camel grunts and groans again. And you put one more bundle on, and the camel doesn't say anything, doesn't make a sound. That's one bundle too much. That bundle is the straw, just that little bit more is what breaks the camel's back. And so you take that bundle off, and that's an adequate load, what you put on there. Because they grumble and groan as you're putting stuff on there. But put too much on, and it's all over. And so in the context of personal development, this process of stacking the pain, of stacking the the impact, of really becoming present to the impact and making it undesirable, almost disgusting, that this is your future, this is what's going on, this is how you're living, this is how you're giving up on yourself, you stack it up until it becomes unbearable, until it moves you 
inspirationally to move in a different direction. Unfortunately, the majority of people will never, ever do that. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to see the downside. They don't want to look at the bad aspect. They don't want to even think about the future. It's the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Because if you talk about it, then it means you have to do something about it. And people are intrinsically lazy. People, for the most part, don't like to be responsible. That's why I say you should be 100% responsible for your life. If you're not, you're giving up power to external forces, external circumstances, other people. You see, when you declare yourself 100% responsible for your own decisions, when you exercise your freedom to respond to any given event, you get to choose your response. That's your freedom. That all brings us back to that question. Are you living your life for you or are you living it for other people? Are you trying to fit into other people's agendas Or are you living your life as the story of your self-expression? So let's say that you actually reach a point where you're inspirationally dissatisfied. You're no longer going to take it anymore. You don't like the road you're on. You're going to forge a new path. Do you need a coach? Do you need a course? Can you do it on your own? Well, you don't need a coach. You don't need a course. I think you can do anything on your own. You can figure anything out, especially in this day and age. But with that said, the right coach, the right course can accelerate your path, accelerate your development, accelerate your transformation. Because we have to go back to that original idea that all you know is all you know. You don't know what you don't know. And so you have to look at it from a completely different perspective. And this is the value of a coach, the right coach. They have the ability to see, they have the ability to perceive the patterns that are going on in your life, and they can offer up some interventions, some pattern interrupts. They can draw the connections. They, they can see things that you don't see. And as a consequence, you can travel twice the distance in a fraction of the time with the right coach. The same thing with the right course. What the right coach or course saves you is time and effort. Not that working with a coach is effortless, but it's less of a struggle. From 2004 to 2007, I took the do-it-yourself route, and there was a lot of struggle. I languished a lot. I wasn't as effective as I could have been. In 2007, I got some coaching and made a quantum jump in my effectiveness and my overall happiness and satisfaction. It was a game changer. But I have to say, taking on a coach, getting a course, actually getting a teacher is going to require an investment. And this is how you think about the investment on whether or not it's worth it. Because most people look at the price, they look at the sticker, and they immediately make a decision whether or not it's worth it to them or not. They don't actually look at the value. They don't look at the, again, the impact to their life. If they can change it, if they can eradicate this old behavior and transform their life, make a quantum leap in their development, what's the long-term impact? In 1988, I made a big decision to invest $8,000, and then I invested another $8,000 in 1991. And I have to admit, I was I was stretching myself. It was outside my comfort zone. I think at the time, I was maybe making about $50,000 a year. And if I looked at the price of it, it would not have made sense. But I looked at the long-term value to my life. I looked what it was setting myself up for. 
I, it was me becoming certified in neurolinguistic programming. First a practitioner, then a master practitioner, and then I went on to become a trainer. And then I was also certified in Ericksonian hypnosis. And that was just the beginning because I've invested in other workshops, other programs, on and on and on, all with the, the purpose of expanding my skill set, expanding my capabilities. And as a consequence, not only increased my earning capacity, that's the small thing. What it really opened up is my ability to thrive in relationships, to thrive in my life, to actually put my life together in a way where I'm happy and I'm satisfied and productive. You see, when you're looking at your investment for personal development, you need to look at the long-term value to your life, how it's going to impact your life, how it's going to impact your relationships, your level of happiness, your satisfaction, your joy. To me, that's all priceless. And you don't get it until you actually invest the money. And on the other side of it, you experience the benefit of having the training, of having the transformation And this idea between price and value actually goes across the board, not only with coaching and training, but also in buying a car or buying a house. You have to look at the value of your investment. What's the long-term value? What's the long-term benefit? What's the long-term enjoyment that you're going to get out of it? And so many times when you can have a marginally or substantially marginally larger experience of life because of an investment, You'll always say, it was worth it. So that was the framework for self-reflection, for determining whether or not you should or have something to work on. And I did it in the context of boundaries. I've been talking a lot about boundaries lately because, like I said earlier, Meg Lamb and I have created, we've birthed a six-week small group coaching program beginning on the 27th. Registration closes on the 24th, on Friday the 24th, and there are some bonuses if you act now, you actually get access to the lesson today. And so if you go through the framework and you decide that this is something that you want to address, something that you want to work on because the predictable, almost certain future is not that bearable, that you need to do something today to begin shifting the momentum today, get involved today. Go to yesdaniel.com and follow the link to either the free course, a crash course in setting boundaries, or the coaching program, Being Your Authentic Self. And one of the bonuses of acting now or acting today or acting before the 24th is that you get to have one-on-one access with either myself or Meg Lamb. You get to choose. You get to pick. If you like to work with a man, you can work with me. If you don't care, you can work with me or you can work with Meg. Meg is amazing. And we've actually created, I'm so proud of this program. It is transformational and I decided to guarantee it. If at the end of the six weeks, you don't feel it's one of the best investments of your life, that you've not been able to create new boundaries and establish potentially for the very first time your sense of self, your self-identity in a new way and exhibit that, express that in your relationships, then I don't want your money. I want you to have the transformation. And I also want you to show up only if you're going to be committed, only if you are inspirationally dissatisfied with your life. If you look at the predictable, almost certain future and you can't stand it, that you've had enough, that's who we want. Because if you show up, I'm going to show up. Meg is going to show up. If we all show up, you all will be unstoppable. 
your self-esteem will go through the roof. You'll know yourself to be someone that can't be messed with. You'll be able to say no when you mean no and not say yes unless you mean it. That experience of life is so freeing. It's freedom. Ultimately, that's what you have. It's going to be freedom. Freedom to authentically be yourself with no apologies. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs> <laughs>